We would begin this morning in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, today is, is Memorial Day. Uh, it is a day where we honor those who have indeed sacrificed their lives uh, for our freedoms, for our liberties. Uh, because of that, it, it, it is a sober uh, celebration. It's a, it's a, it's a sober uh, remembrance. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, during this morning service, uh, we are able to accomplish two things. The, the first would be that we can effectively honor uh, the, the, the memories of, of, of those uh, who gave their lives in service to this country, uh, that we would uh, remember our loved ones as, as well, and then that we would also be able to effectively apply that uh, to our celebrating the Lord's Supper this morning. Uh, in First Timothy, we're going to get to this by the end of the service, uh, chapter 1, at verse 18, it says, uh, This charge Paul commits to Timothy, according to the prophecies spoken about that very Timothy, that he, by those prophecies, might war a good warfare. 2 Timothy chapter 2, just a page or two further along, verse 3. Uh, Paul encourages Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, so that he can please him who hath chosen him to be the soldier. And uh, we've got one verse that we're going to read towards the end as well. But as we see here, uh, we're, we're going to take a look at, at, at our being uh, on the battlefield for the cause of, of Christ. And before we do that, we want to take the first part of this service uh, to honor uh, the memories of, of, of those who, who gave their lives for our country. I wanted to begin uh, with a, uh, a somewhat encapsulated version of the general order that brought about the Memorial Day celebration. Uh, there was a uh, general, John A. Logan, who was the national commander-in-chief for the Grand Army of the Republic, the G.A.R. It was a veterans organization uh, established right after the Civil War. And uh, this general, John A. Logan, had desired uh, a day where the people of our nation could honor those who gave their lives on the battlefield, here particularly during the Civil War, in, in defense of our, our nation. And, and so it is his general order which went out to all the troops, and then they hoped to bring it uh, to the public as well. But it's called General Order Number 11. It comes from the headquarters of the Grand Army of the Republic in Washington, D.C. from May 5, 1868. So this comes from right after the Civil War. The original date for this uh, remembrance would have been the 30th day of May, 1868. It was designed for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of those who died in defense of their country, whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. 
Part of the reason I'm reading this this morning is to highlight some of the poetry uh, as, as it expressed the, 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 the valor and, 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 and the courage and the, and the bravery. Uh, in this observance, no form or se- uh, ceremony is prescribed, but posts and comrades will in their own way, arrange such fitting services of respect as circumstances may permit. We are organized for the purpose of preserving and strengthening those kind and fraternal feelings which have bound together the soldiers, sailors, and marines who united to suppress this late rebellion. What can aid more? to assure this result than by cherishing tenderly the memory of our heroic dead who made their breasts a barricade between our country and its foes. Their soldier lives were the reveille of freedom to a race in chains and their death a tattoo of rebellious tyranny in arms. Let no vandalism of avarice or neglect, no ravages of time, testify to the present or to the coming generations that we have forgotten as a people the cost of free and undivided republic. If other eyes grow dull and other hands slack and other hearts cold, in the solemn trust, ours shall keep it well, as long as the light and warmth of life remains in us. Let us then, at the time appointed, gather around their sacred remains and garland the passionless mounds above them with choicest flowers of springtime. Let us raise above them the dear old flag they saved from dishonor. Let us in this solemn presence renew our pledges to aid and assist those whom they have left among us as a sacred charge upon the nation's gratitude, the soldiers and sailors, widow and orphan. So we read this as, as, as a fitting tribute but but also the the, the poetic way in, in which it's described and and uh, what what I what I want to do is, is is take a moment to to just let this sink in let this soak in and remind everyone that the best word to describe today uh, may, maybe it's it, it's two words. The first, the first word I'm thinking of is sacred. The second word I'm thinking of is, is hallowed. That, that, that this is a sacred and a, and a reverenced, a revered uh, holiday. Uh, most unusual to wish someone to have a happy Memorial Day. Because it's not designed or designated to be a happy celebration, but a sacred one. And a, a somber one, and and in 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 that sense, uh, I want to take uh, one one moment and um, 
Across the nation, they will actually ask for tomorrow at 3 p.m. that everyone in the nation would stop, would would pause at 3 p.m. and have one minute, one minute of silence in, in reverence for this. And so there will be many acting at that exact or specific time. Uh, but what I would like to do uh, this morning is just take uh, that one minute of silence to, to honor the memories of those that gave their lives in, in service to this country. So join with me for one minute of silence. Thank you. And so as we, we see the way that this was, was expressed and, and, and some of the various uh, uh, situations that are, are described here, um, we're, we're going to take what was expressed in, in this patriotic and, and, and uh, fraternal offering and, and, and compare it to our lives. If, if, if we can understand honoring those who served in the military and gave their lives for our nation, gave their lives for our freedoms and our liberties, if, if, if we can grasp that, then how does this fit in our lives as believers and as soldiers of Christ and, and, and soldiers of the cross and and. and how and, and who do we properly honor and, and, and give glory? And so we'll, we'll, we'll look at, at some of these um, as, as they were expressed here and, and go, from, go from there. Um, because Paul did say to Timothy uh, that uh, we might war a good warfare. And, and, and he, he called Timothy, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And lastly, in, in a letter to the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 10.3, uh, Paul describes this by saying, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And so we are indeed soldiers for the cause of Christ. And we do fight in a war. We do fight battles. But they're, they're spiritual battles. It's not, it's not a natural kind of war. So as, as we look at some of these things as they played out in this post-Civil War uh, scenario, then we would ask and challenge ourselves by these very same things. And then once we get to the end of this, uh, we're going we're gonna to take a, a time to celebrate the Lord's Supper. So in, in all of this, it, it, it begins in, in this speech 
by describing these soldiers who gave their lives for our, our, our country, and it says, their bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. And we begin this morning by understanding as soldiers of Christ, today celebrating the Lord's Supper, we remember, we honor our Savior, and we honor the memories of those who went on before us in, in the faith. Uh, we will indeed find believers in every city, every village, every hamlet churchyard in the land. And what we understand is that there's not much in the way of little hamlet churchyards anymore. But we do have uh, wonderful cemeteries with, with uh, military sections, veteran sections. And, and uh, indeed, they are, are encompassing ev- every city, every, every town in America. And then it describes this by saying that there's, there's, there's no definite ceremony or form to this, but we would arrange our own celebration, our own acknowledgement of this. And so today, and every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper, more than a form or a ceremony, we simply want to show fitting respect. We, we want to this do in remembrance of Christ. And uh, this, this uh, general order from 1868 described it as fraternal feelings, that they would preserve them, strengthen them. Uh, the fraternal feelings, brotherhood, that bound these soldiers and, and sailors together. And we who live for Christ live in a greater circumstance than a simple fraternal friendship. We have uh, more than just fraternal feelings. We have a love for God and a love for one another by which we are bound. And we share communion to preserve and strengthen those ties. I think it's a great and a wonderful idea that we spend a lot of our waking moments trying to figure out how to strengthen the bond of love and friendship and fellowship and communion uh, amongst ourselves as as, as family in Christ. And uh, this 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 goes on for me the the most wonderful expression I saw in, in, in this whole uh, edict here was where they described the heroic dead who made their breasts a barricade between our country and its foes. And, 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 and to know that a, a, a soldier will place their, their body in, in harm's way in, in defense of us from, from oppressors. And uh, in, in, in that light, we remember today as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, we remember that Christ has placed himself as a barricade between us and our enemy, Satan. 
And he's not only a barricade between us and Satan, but he's also a doorway to eternal life and a relationship with our creator God. And, and, and so Jesus indeed is our very savior who placed himself in the, the, the place of a, of a sacrifice to ensure our eternal life and, and, and our, our safety in, in, in this world. Jesus, well, there's a phrase in here. Um, it, it, it says that soldiers' lives were the reveille of freedom to a race in chains. And, and we know that was a, a major part of the Civil War was, was slavery. But, but, but it says these soldiers... Their, their lives were the wake-up call to that. And, you know, to, 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 to have a nation that was basically going to split uh, on, an, on an issue like that, divide on an issue like that. And it, and it says these, these, these soldiers and sailors who went to war gave their lives to protect this type of a freedom or, or liberty was a wake-up call in, in that sense. And, and what I want to say is that Jesus' life and his death is the wake-up call for our freedom. We, we have freedom from the chains, freedom from the bonds of sin, and, and we live in a world that still, to a large degree, rests in, in, in that bondage. And, and Jesus is, is, is the wake-up call. His, his life, his existence, his death, his atoning death on the cross. And uh, there, there, there was a mention in here as well uh, that their, their lives, the soldiers' lives were a reveille, a wake-up call. Their deaths uh, were, a, were a tattoo of uh, a rebellious tyranny that was there. And, and I searched far and wide, high and low, deep and shallow to find a really good explanation or example or illustration in this. And uh, what, what I could, could truly only find was a reference to those who wear tattoos. But the tattoos are a motto of some kind. For instance, um, I came across a tattoo motto uh, for a, uh, uh, a Gulf War uh, casualty. He had tattooed on himself a statement from Plato, the philosopher Plato. Only the dead have seen the end of war. And I, I believe that to be a true yet a sad commentary. O- o- only the dead will ever see the, the end of that. And so that tattoo, that, that, that motto is, is, is reflected in these soldiers' deaths. That every, every, every one of these soldiers who have died uh, in, in the defense of, of their country are, are basically a motto, at the very least, least to be tattooed on our hearts and, and, and our memories for, for this glorious sacrifice uh, that, that they made. And... Uh, it, it goes on to say that there should be no, no neglect or, or time itself or anything. Get in the way of our testimony to future generations. And this was in 1868, and it's made it through all the way to the present day. 
and we can look at our faith lives and say as well that our faith life, we living our faith life, are a testimony to this generation and all future generations. And, and we, we, we recognize that more than at any other time when we celebrate communion. That, that this has been uh, a, a, an observation, it's been a celebration for over 2,000 years, and, and it's just been carried on by, by the hearts and the lives of those who follow Christ. And we'll be doing that in just a few short moments this morning. So our testimony to this generation and our testimony to future generations, we will not forget nor neglect to keep alive the fires of our faith. And we shall keep alive as well our solemn charges, pledges, duties, and compassions placed upon us by our Lord. This, this uh, order had ended uh, by saying, let us in this solemn presence renew our pledges to aid and assist those whom these deceased have left among us as sacred charges. And it mentions the soldiers and sailors, widows and orphans. So just think, in, in our time, in, in our modern days, uh, as, as the Bible would apply, to, uh, would apply to, to just every general area of our lives, and what types of, of charges, what types of duties, uh, what, what call for compassion or mercy would be placed upon us by our, by our Savior, by Jesus, in, in, in how we can, we can bless others and, and minister to others. And communion is a great time to remember that and take that on, take that upon ourselves again and, and just say that, you know, Father, I, 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 I want to be more than just a believer. I want to do more than just be a believer. I, I, I want to remember the, the charges and, and, and the pledges and the compassion and the love and the mercy uh, that I am called to, to, to minister to others with. So uh, we're, we're going to take time now to move into communion. And uh, as, as we do so, I'm going to come down to the floor.